Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so thrilled to be sitting here online today with a stunning woman. If you're watching online, then you can see she's gorgeous. Let me tell you a little bit about Allison Chavez. She is a success coach for women and a renowned keynote speaker, balancing feminine and masculine energy, mindset, prosperity, and success strategies. She teaches that while a a challenge is a necessary part of your success journey, the struggle isn't. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk actually a lot about that today. Her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy into the lives of millions of women around the globe. I love that. Just as a mission-minded woman. Mm -hmm. With an emphasis on the power of feminine energy, Allison leads women out of burnout and frustration to a life of ease and flow, where they achieve their goals without hustle or grind, heal and endurance endurance their relationships. Um, my goodness that we could do a whole podcast just on that line, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> just on that line, her work, in, uh, her work, including her five, five-step success model for God centered women, her best-selling book, the prosperity approach. And she has been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and countless other television shows, newspaper outlets, and magazines. And as you can see, She's just um, like aesthetically stunning to look at. And you are going to be so, you're going to love her. So welcome to the podcast. Michelle, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to have you. And I was just telling you before we started recording um, that, you know, to look at you and to look at your life, then people would just assume, they just assume when you look put together and you're as beautiful as you are, they just assume like life must be easy for you. Sure. <laughs> we, we can go with that. That won't be, that won't be accurate. <laughs> but, but before but no. we like get into it, into it, is there anything like any other personal things about you that we don't talk? That's a, an amazing professional bio, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you like personally? Oh my goodness. Do you know, I think that you can have ease even in the midst of, un, of hard things. So I think ease and easy are not the same things. Mm. And so that's really what I am all about is, can I do hard things with ease? And, and, and that's what I like to experiment with. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always trying to better myself, but like I, I get triggered every day. I'm a human, like everybody else we got on. I'm like, holy hair. My hair is like, it takes up the <laughs> entire screen. It's so big today, but like, like, here we go. Here, you know, here we go. I'm thirsty right now. Like <laughs> you mean you're a real person. I am so much a real person. Yeah, absolutely. Can we just talk about your hair for a second? You know, my background is I was a hairdresser for 10 years. I'm obsessed. I want to like touch it. Well, you want to get your hands all over my hair right now. I do. It's vibrant, <laughs> thick. I'm like, yeah. I want to talk about color. Like it's amazing, but we won't do that. Cause that's Thank not you. this podcast, but that's, what's going on in my mind. <laughs> I'm like formulating your color right now while we're sitting. 
I love you. And no, there are no extensions. Yes, this is all my real hair. Mm, is this a, my natural color? It used to be. Now I it gets some help. <laughs> now it's enhanced, hey. but I do love my hair. Yeah, you definitely look like a natural redhead though. I mean, yeah. that, that suits you. And you know what I know about redheads, which maybe sounds stereotypical. They are always the most creative women I've ever known. And, and I have all, only the only redheads I've ever known, no matter what shade, that have always been high achievers. I'd be very curious if that's like a statistic for redheads. I would be curious about that as well, because I mean, I mean, real redheads, not like <laughs> colored. I mean, people that are, they're actually like, that's what you naturally were. Isn't that yes. interesting? That is really interesting. And I don't know that I consider myself a really, really creative woman, but I've always been really, really passionate and always a high achiever as well. So yeah, that, but I think that is a form of creativity. Okay. So maybe you're not crafting or whatever, but to yeah. be able to achieve, to be able to be a high achiever, I believe a big portion of the equation is your ability to cast a vision for yourself and for others. That takes a lot of creativity. You're yeah, you're right. You're right. And then like navigating through, I've had to get really creative about how I navigate through my own bull crap <laughs> and my, my own struggle that I've created in my own life and still continue to create from time to time. I'm much better at it now, like navigating through it and not creating the struggle so much as I did when I first got started. But, you know, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. And this is a lifelong, lifelong process. Yes. Experience. Well, can you like, okay. So have you always been a success coach? What, what was your background before you did that or leading up to it? I would love to hear kind of how this transpired. Do you know what? I actually spent 13 years in the direct sales industry and, uh, built up, built up a team of, and you understand this from your own background as well. I mean, you want to talk high achievers, of course you're going to be on my podcast. So then we'll talk to you about that. Um, but yeah, but I had a, I had a team of over a hundred people. And, um, so, and I worked my way up the ranks through that company and then outgrew it and got really bored. Uh, but I loved teaching. I loved mentoring. I loved mindset. I loved teaching my team about things like that. And so it was just kind of a natural, a natural crossover into creating my own coaching and mentoring company. Uh, but I had no idea how to do it. it I, God told me to do it online. This was in 2012. I had no idea what that looked like, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's let's try it. And so I did, and I did it wrong. And I, I actually, I was filled with grind. I was filled with hustle. I was in the push energy because that's what we're taught in the business world. It's all, it's like a hundred percent masculine and there's nothing wrong with that unless you're a woman and you don't know how to be feminine. And I didn't know how to be feminine really in any part of my life. I mean, I I'm super, super feminine now. And I've always had that, you know, feminine look, but man, the energy I ran in all the time was masculine. So it was nose to the grindstone figure out, strategize, tactic, push, plan, rinse, repeat. Like I did that over and over and over again. And I actually built my company from zero to multiple six figures in just over two years. And when I hit that milestone, actually, every time I hit a milestone, the only thing I felt was absolutely exhausted. I didn't know how to celebrate. I was actually, I was actually in terror most days because my self-talk was so negative. Mm. It was like, you don't even know what you're doing and you don't actually make a difference. And how are you going to oh. handle all this money? You've never had this much money on a monthly basis ever before. And what if you fail and you run your family into financial ruin? I mean, like that was the self-talk. And I since learned that your reality will match your inner self-talk mm. and it will match your programs and beliefs. So my business began to tank. And so what did I do? I worked harder. 
<laughs> and I hustled more and massive action, all the things. And the faster I worked and the harder I worked, the faster it fell. And it actually, we actually landed in a chapter 13 bankruptcy. And when the dust settled and I put down my beat up stick of not enoughness, I remember thinking to myself, oh, holy cow, I created this mm. and I didn't mean to. I wonder if I can create my way out of this. Um, because Michelle, I was teaching mindset for crying out loud. I was teaching <laughs> universal laws. And so I knew what I was teaching was true, but I also knew that I was the linchpin to my success or my failure. And my approach was off. There was something about my approach. And like, when I finally was just like, okay, I'm ready to learn, like, let's move forward. That was really when God and my angels were like, she's ready. She's ready. All right. We can get in there. We can teach her because my self-talk was so loud and it filled my head so much that inspiration really couldn't get in. Like I was approaching my business and just tossing mud at the wall in desperation, hoping some of it would stick. And then when nothing, it was sticking anymore, then, then I could be moldable to God, which was so amazing. And so he taught me three things in a very short amount of time. He taught me how to balance feminine and masculine energy and lead with my feminine. He taught me how money actually works on a spiritual and energetic and feminine emphasis. And he taught me how to change my subconscious beliefs. Mm. And from that standpoint, I went from chapter 13 bankruptcy to $232,000 in six months. I had gained 45 pounds in the course of two years. And that all melted away within wow. four and a half months. And that was easy and it was effortless and it was filled with support. And it was so much fun. I went from six clients to 97 clients. Ooh. I was finally present with my husband, finally present with our four children. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I got to teach this. I, I got to teach this. And then over the years, like it's just doubled, but, but here's, but here's some under the hood kind of stuff. A couple of years ago, I was inspired to hire a business mentor, which was fantastic. Business mentors are great. Cause you can like, they'll help you. They'll help you move forward faster. Yes. But every business mentor I've ever had is completely masculine and especially the women, they're just completely masculine. Yes. And so I actually, last year I popped back into my masculine energy and I was in that most of the time. So it was the data, it was the numbers, it was the benchmarks. I finally learned what a metric was <laughs> and KPIs and it was terrible. It was terrible. It was so hard. My, my business was so heavy all mm. the time um, because I was operating in the wrong energy. And you know what happened to my money? Down, 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 Crazy. down, down. Yeah. Yeah. And so even though I teach and I, I, I absolutely own that I'm an expert in living in feminine and tapping into masculine, especially as high achieving women where we're more wired for the masculine, we're more wired for the doing and yeah. the pushing and the making it happen and all of the action. Um, so this is like, this is a lifelong process for me too. And I had to like, God was like, get back into your feminine and whew, things are opening up again. And most important, I'm loving my life again. Oh, good. Thank yeah. goodness. All right. So, so last year, 2022 was kind of a, a rough year. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. I had, I had really expensive lessons last year, mm -hmm. like $300,000 lessons Oh, <laughs> last year. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and the thing, here's the thing, if you're, if you're listening to this, like it's all relative, right? I yeah. mean, a $30,000, I mean, a $300,000, $30,000, $300, $30 um, lesson. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it's all relevant to where you're at on the like spectrum of what you're making. And they Mm -hmm. all hurt bad, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on where you're at, you know, you could be, I remember seasons of like $30. I was like, I just blew, it was 30. I needed that $30. Right. And, um, but, but tell me, I'm, I think I probably know the answer, but I want to hear yours. Mm -hmm. Like how, even though you lost money, how valuable is what you learn? Oh, it was worth 10 times what, what I, in, I, and, and you know what, I'm really careful too, about like losing the money. Yes. It was all in it. It was all in an investment into my education. That's and I was talking with my husband about it a few days ago, actually. And I was like, dang, that was an expensive education last year. And he said, but you didn't know what you didn't know. That's and right. now you know it. And so, yes. yeah, like big deal. Like, were we still able to pay all of our bills? Yes. Were we still able to make payroll every month, even though I lost sleep over it many yeah. months? Yes. Of course, but now I know, and I've gotten really savvy about learning lessons the first time around instead of the eighth time around where they're really, really painful. Like it was painful enough the first time. And now, and now I know, and I'm not going to unknow it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And this is such an entrepreneurial way of thinking, because I I think that if somebody's listening and you're like, I'm an entrepreneur and you hear that, and you're like running to the bathroom because you're having diarrhea, because you're empathizing with what she's talking about, (laughs) then maybe you're on, you need to flex that on, you need to learn to build that entrepreneurial muscle up because as an entrepreneur, the the definition of entrepreneur in and of itself is the, the, the person who's willing to actually Put, take the risk financially. And so as an entrepreneur, this is, this is the life. Uh, there are times where you are investing and the ROI is amazing and everything's great. And there are times you invest and you have lessons from that, from the yes. learning. And, yes. and, and, but every time you do that, I mean, that's, that's par for the course. I mean, your attitude is so great about it. Like, yes, learn those things. And this has been my thing too, Allison. It's like, I, I want to make a mistake. My goal in my life is to make a mistake or learn a lesson once like, okay, got it. Yes. <laughs> doesn't mean there's not a whole slew of new ones. I will learn in the future, oh, but yeah. oh, that yeah. one I want to learn and I want, and, and so you're just gathering data. So the best thing about getting older for me, just gathering data my whole life, all these lessons, <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> gathering all this data. Well, and I think too, one of the things that was really important for me to learn is that when I would quote unquote lose money or I would throw money away or whatever that was, and it didn't work, then I felt like I was back to square one, but that's not, that is never, ever, ever the case. Not when you're getting an education along the way, not when you'll actually learn it and you'll let the lessons be for your growth and your advancement and your joy and not as your punishment because you're a screw up. Yes. And I had to, and I had to switch that in my mind that this is not proof that I'm not good enough. This is not proof that I don't belong in this arena, that none of that, it was just a gap. I didn't know I had, and boy, I am all about, let's find the gaps fast and let's close them really, really fast. Yes. We, we have very kindred spirits on that as well. And I like, I want to run into, um, and I'm going to use this word, but it's, I'm using it very loosely. I'm going to run into failure as fast as I can. I don't see things that don't work as failures. I'm not impacted by things that don't work. I take it as data and like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try a way that that does. I, I literally live in the realm that everything is possible. It's just a matter of figuring out how listening to the Lord and his direction on it. So when something doesn't work, out where, where people that don't have that, they are like, I guess that that's not, that wasn't meant to be. That's what a lot of people, they'll go straight there. Their mindset is like one and done. That didn't work. I guess that's not meant to be. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else and let's try it fast because I still, I believe in that things are possible. 
and, mm-hmm. you know, really listening to that voice inside of me when, you know, I think people in general think the Lord called me to this thing. I feel like God's calling me in this direction or whatever. So you move in that direction, then you get one obstacle and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't hear the Lord. That is a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The obstacles are actually part of the journey. You learn there's no, in, in my experience, the biggest and the most powerful and the most valuable learning comes from these things that are to most of the world mistakes or failures. Uh huh. Which, which actually leads into what you're talking about on my bio, that challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but struggle yes. isn't. And when we look at the challenge as this obstacle or as this, as a sign from heaven that we're not supposed to move forward, you create an immense amount of struggle around that, that yes. doesn't need to be there. I don't think that there is any value whatsoever in struggle. There's enormous value in the obstacle because of what we've been speaking about. It helps us close gaps. It polishes us. It makes us more savvy. It, it, grows our muscles. And at its core, it increases our capacity to experience more joy. That's what challenges are here for. And when you'll look at challenges as, okay, this is here because I'm ready for it. This is here because it's got something really powerful to teach me in a very loving way. And this is to open me up to receive more joy. Mm -hmm. Then you stop bracing. Then you stop beating yourself up against uh, with the process. You get into what we call surrender, which is not giving up or, 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 uh, or giving in. It means you stop fighting, you stop fighting what is, and you start navigating through it and you find the nuggets as you go and the joy and the good and, and all of those things that you're learning. And that's how things can not be easy, but you can still have ease through those experiences. But I think also people will be like, okay, I'm going to move forward. And then they like take a step and a half. And then they're like, and then we're going to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, uh, people tell me this all the time. Like, yes, I want to work with you. So I'm going to make that decision to work with you. And then if the money comes, you know, we'll we'll just see what happens for the money to come. And I was like, the money will never come. Never. You haven't actually committed. You haven't actually committed and moved in that direction with confidence that the money is going to come and back you up. And so until you commit to that decision, not to the how, people get committed to the how, and then they get deflated and discouraged and defeated really, really quickly. But if you commit to the decision and start moving in the direction that that decision is bringing you with confidence that somehow the money is going to come and you follow the pings and you follow the nudges that the Lord gives you, the money will come. But when people like sit back and they're like, We'll, we'll see if it comes. There's no reason for the money to come. You haven't made a commitment. You're not moving forward anywhere. And your money is here to fund your dreams and your growth. That's the only purpose of money. It's not to make you safe. It's not to make you comfortable. It's to fund your vision. Mm. And if you won't commit to your vision by moving in the direction of your vision, there is no reason for money to come to support it. Mm, powerful. I love that. I, I like to say this about um, just people's decision. Everything is about the decision. Everything. Mm-hmm having a good day, <laughs> you yes. know, I mean, everything is about the decision, just decide. And that, that that's what it will be, <laughs> you know, but I like to say this about money. Like, you know, it even says it in the Bible that God will bless the work of your hands. So oftentimes people are like, I have this vision. I want to do this thing. And then like, like you said, they're waiting. It's like, they think it's like the secret. I'm just going to think about it. And it's going to manifest in my life. That has never been the case. I, I take, I take an actual step so if, if you wait all the time for everything to be safe and just arrive at your doorstep, you're right. Nothing ever happens. But as you take steps, as you have the faith, as you are, um, you know, leaning in and giving God an opportunity to actually show up, 
that's when it happens. It doesn't happen in this place of you're like back there going, well, let's just see what happens. Well, I'm going to, well, I know what's going to happen because I'm going to step into this thing. I'm going to move forward regardless. I made the decision to do it. And then that's when God shows up and that's when miraculous things begin to happen, but not before. No, not before, because God does not want to be your butler. He wants to be your partner. And we're here to co-create our desires that are in our heart that are put there from the Lord. And desire is an indication of power, but he doesn't want to like, there's, there, there is so much more value when we're like, Oh my word, look, look at what I walked through. Like I faced my fears. I was willing to get uncomfortable, psychologically uncomfortable. Cause that's the biggest discomfort that we have as a psychological discomfort. Mm -hmm. I, I stretched my comfort zone and look who the Lord brought across my path and look what came of this. Like, yeah. I mean, if he just like dropped it to you, it, you know, it's like when you give your kids the, the keys to the car, they don't, I mean, yeah, you expect them to be responsible about it, but they're not going to take care of the car like they do if they're making the monthly payments on their own car. Absolutely. Because there's ownership there. And now yes. there's greater value in that. You know, and again, this is another principle. This is a biblical principle where, mm-hmm. where your treasure is. That's where your heart lies, where you've invested in anything. It could be a, a thing like a car, it could be your education, your business, where you even put your money, where your mouth is. That's mm-hmm. where your heart goes. That's why, you know, specifically about network marketing, that's why so many people actually never succeed because there wasn't a big enough investment for them to actually take it serious. You know, mm-hmm. they, they invested a couple hundred dollars. So that's not that big of a deal to them. So it was like, whatever, I'll just kind of play around with it um, Mm -hmm. specifically in that profession, but with everything, I mean, that's, that's the way it is with so many things where your where your treasure is, that's where your heart lies. And so these commitments, this is why entrepreneurs, they just think different and live different because you're literally taking your treasure and investing in in these things, knowing that, I don't know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but but I'm going to, I'm going to give it everything I've got. Yeah. Yeah. And I want, I just want to say one thing about like intuitive hits to spend money to invest money. And then it doesn't pan out. I, I talked with a mentor of mine who said he never regrets investing money when he had an intuitive hit to invest money, even if it didn't work out the way that he thought it would, because he knows that it's going to lead to a connection or it's going to lead to a lesson or something like that, but it's never money wasted. And I invested $50,000 in a strategy and a sales coach last year, which still has not panned out. Mm. And instead of like, Oh my my gosh, I sure could have used that for payroll. I sure could have used that for, you know, a list of 50 other things that would have been money better spent. But I felt so strongly intuitively that this was my next step that, that now I'm just like, I'm just curious. All right. Like where can we repurpose what we've learned? Can we like, I don't know. There, there haven't been really strong connections that are made yet or less. So I'm just like, something's going to come of this is going to be even more valuable than the 50,000 that I, that I invested into this strategy and into this person or his company. Um, and, and that's, and that was, that's what keeps you out of regret and keeps you willing to continue to risk knowing that money's going to come. Like I didn't have 50 grand when I invested in him, but I knew it was the right step. I felt it very strongly in my heart. My whole body was a yes. So, all right. And then the money came and we haven't pulled out what we invested in it yet, but it's going to come whether it comes in money or someplace else. It will. The when and the how is not up to me. The Lord's going to bring that to me, but we got to stay in that faithful place and stay in that place of certainty that I followed the direction that I was given. And so only good can come of this. Mm. It, it's such a, it's such a healthy, beautiful mindset. It's such a place of freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're living in this world where 
I mean, that is a treasure to, to have, to have that mental, emotional, spiritual freedom in what you're doing. And, you know, I know everyone around you is feeling that you're offering that to them because of how passionate you are. I know we're kind of getting close to running out of time, but I, I want to just touch on something before we do. And then I'd love for you to share with everybody how they can get connected with you and all that good stuff. Wonderful. Um, but I wanted to talk about which we've just breezed over. Um, but we could do a whole separate podcast about this, this whole thing about feminine energy. This is one of the things why, when I felt really called to um, train up more women leaders, this was a big one because all of the women that are out there that are like in quote unquote leadership positions or teaching leadership, they're just these bulls, they're bulldogs. They're, yeah. you know what I mean? They're just out there and they're like yelling at people and they're like cussing and you got to do this. And it's like, um, I certainly have, I have, do I have that in me? Yep. <laughs> I have that in me, but it's not, that's not my, like, I, I remember this is really funky, but I remember I was in the fifth grade and we had a little school talent show and I wrote a skit and the skit was me talking about how much I loved being a girl. That was the whole skit about the power that I had as a, as a girl. I was, so if I was in fifth, I was 10 years old. And, and it's really funny because I have always felt like that. Like I love being a girl. I dress the way that I'm not trying to wear a power suit. I always dress a little bit like on the kind of a little sexier, just for me, I do it because I like it and I do my hair and I do my makeup. I do all these things. I love to wear heels and do, I mean, I, I, I really love the fact that I am a woman and I feel like that alone is my power. I don't need to stand up and try to act like a man and talk like a man or lead like a man. God has gifted us with so many unique, beautiful things that are just because we are women. And so uh, that's what, when I wrote the Radiant Leadership Academy, that whole curriculum, um, part of my like promo about it is this is leadership by women for women, because the people, when I love to ask people this question, who do you think the number one or the number, the top leadership trainers in the whole world are, there's no women on the list. No, there isn't a woman on the list. It's usually John Maxwell, Tony Robbins are always, it depends on the crowd I'm talking to. Um, mm-hmm. but John Maxwell's really high up there. Tony Robbins is he, I hear him the most John Maxwell. Then I hear Tony Robbins, but those two are interchangeable. And then there's a couple of other men. There's never anybody nobody ever mentions as one of the top leadership trainers in the world, a woman. And I think it's because even women look at men as the leaders to follow. So I'm not trying to make my name the thing, but I, but I really, really want to see Radiant Leadership Academy as the top leadership trainer in the world for women. That's one of the things I'm really passionate about. I love that. And I fully support that uh, because we need, we need women leaders who are not smaller, less hairy men. And that's what all of the women leaders are like. You'll never see me in a blazer. I'll I'll never be in a blazer. You'll see me in a dress. You'll see me in something with sparkles or shimmer. You'll, you'll see me. I you're, you're talking about all the things you love to do and loving being a woman. I'm like, we are such kindred spirits because I feel the same way, but, but putting, putting on pink feather earrings while you go like, knock it out of the park or crush it or whatever does not put you in feminine energy and feminine energy is a very, very powerful energy of creation. And in fact, dare I get controversial, controversial here, feminine energy is actually more powerful than masculine energy. I think it's finally designed to be that way. Masculine energy is designed to serve and support feminine because feminine is the vision. Feminine is the unknown. Feminine is, is the, it's the invisible. 
It's the being energy and masculine is the doing energy. It creates the structure and the support to make the feminine be able to be dynamic and to fly and to flip and to grow and to express. So we need both of those energies. But over the last thousands of years, because people have gotten afraid of feminine energy, it's been devalued, it's been mocked, it's been um, completely discounted and set aside, and all we see is masculine energy. And it's the logic. Masculine energy is the logic. Feminine energy is the intuition. And women are so logical now, especially women in business, that they get intuitive hits and they second guess them and they're afraid to follow them. And it creates all of this internal conflict. So you and I are on a a very similar mission to really get women to live in their feminine energy and to create from there and then tap into their masculine. Like that's my big mission. Tap into your masculine throughout the day because action is important, but not massive never massive action, inspired action so that the mm. feminine can inform the masculine instead of the masculine informing the feminine. Mm. And that's I love that inspired action. Mm. I love that so much. Well, mm. if somebody's listening, they're like, I'm obsessed with this stunning, sexy little redhead. How can they get a hold of you? Tell me where you're at on social media, what you have coming up, how they can connect with you. You know, I do, I do free feminine masterclasses all the time. So you can understand the distinction between these two uh, energies and how to create with them. And you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash feminine masterclass and get yourself registered for that. I have my own podcast as well. It's called the prosperity approach. So if you want to get to know me a little bit better, I invite you to, to go there. You can find me on Instagram, Allison Chavis underscore, or hop into my feminine factor Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group and it's all things feminine, but it's not girly, girly and feminine are two totally different things. Yes, they are. So it's how to create in that feminine energy. And it's a powerful group of women in that Facebook group. I have no doubt. If you're listening to this podcast, all of that information will be available in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, then it's just going to be right below the video so that you can get connected with this like powerhouse, beautiful, amazing woman. I sure love you. I totally support what you're doing more power to you as we teach women to just authentically be themselves you know, then, then we are giving other women permission to authentically be themselves. And I believe that's going to set, that's going to set us right in general as a society, when we're allowed to just be uniquely who we are, um, feminine as women, you know, whether you were physically able to birth a child or not as a woman, because some women deal with infertility, Mm -hmm. our design is for birthing which is we don't just birth children. We birth ideas and empires and all kinds of amazing things in this world. That's our design. And um, I think that's pretty awesome. So I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for dropping just incredible wisdom. And I'm I'm sure we'll have you back. I would love it. Thanks for having me on. I had so much fun recording that podcast. Allison is absolutely phenomenal in every way. And such is the case for basically every woman involved with Girl Power Alliance. We have the most remarkable women I have ever met who are doing absolutely phenomenal things in the kingdom. And guess what? You might be one of these women. If you are looking for a community, if you are looking to grow personally and professionally, if you're looking for growth spiritually, if you've been craving a group of women that are going to pray with and for you, And, or are you looking for a way to make more money? Are you interested in helping women grow and being able to earn by helping women grow? 
That's what we're all about here at Girl Power Alliance. We're redefining the network marketing profession. We're redefining what it is to be a Christian woman in business. We're redefining women's leadership. Man, we're doing a lot of redefining over here. I want to personally invite you to come and be a part of our amazing community. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com and click to get some more information. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We're everywhere. You can't miss us. And we have actually been praying for you. You are the missing piece to our puzzle. We need you. We need your voice. And we need what you have to offer the kingdom. It's pretty exciting around here. (laughs) We've got three certifications that are available to you and an absolutely unbelievable amount of resources to help you become the woman that God created you to be. So the only thing missing is your yes. Girl Power Alliance, it's where women grow. Girl Power.